For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Bill DeMott, and if you think you're tough enough, you'll listen to In the Room with Brady Hicks. And if you're not tough enough, <laughs> you'll listen to the Strowing Kathy. But I'm here to tell you, Hugh Morris says so, Bill DeMott says so, and if you have to answer the general election, he says so. <laughs> In the Room with Brady Hicks. You better be listening. Gentlemen, it's time once again. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Check us out on VOCNation.com and your favorite podcast platform as well. Brady Hicks here. I've got with me, well, we've got the lovely Kathy Fitz checking in. How are you doing, Kathy? Good, Brady. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, actually, I was saying I had this raging headache all day, and it was horrible, and I got rid of it about an hour, hour and a half ago. So we're going to cross our fingers that it doesn't come back. That's it. Yeah. Right. We also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro, getting ready for Papa's giving or whatever. I don't know. How you doing, Papa? <laughs> that, really, that really sounds creepy. Uh, uh, hey, Papa. I just said to the Burger King guy. That guy's creepy, man. The commercials. Oh my god. I like the new one where he's dancing, though. He's got some good footwork going on. So I guess he's got some rhythm. Yeah, let's put a little bit of soul into him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, there's that local radio personality, a Howard Efkin, and they all call him the King. They've been calling him the King for 40 years, and he looks like the Burger King. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. I swear right. there's somebody yeah. on the inside there. Uh, we we also have uh, returning, and I'm so glad. That we were able to hammer this contract out, uh, <laughs> Steel Cage Radio. We actually have Kevin Brady rejoining the program. How you doing tonight, Kevin? 
That's right, Brady, the original Brady in the booth. HKB, Hardcore Kevin Brady, one half of Steel Cage Radio, here in, well, in solemn memory of my partner, Patrick Hackett, who is no longer with us, sadly. Um, well, he's no longer with us tonight, I guess. He'll be yeah. back. <laughs> uh, he had a little bit of a medical emergency and had to step away, couldn't have the show this week, but uh, I'm told everything is going to be all right relative to Patrick Hackett. So... You know, could be good. No, uh, no truth to the rumor that he's been attacked by a fan. No truth to that rumor because he's never had any fans. <laughs> uh, not. <laughs> I not carry one. that show on the shoulders. I am Mr. W E X P right here, and I carried Steel Cage Radio for many years. Good old WEXP, that brings back the members. Hey, maybe you know, maybe we'll get uh maybe we'll get the old show back going again on VOC Nation at some point. There are rumors. The dirt rags rumors. have the dirt sheets have picked them up. Yeah. That steel cage radio could yeah, be that melter, man. He's on top of everything. <laughs> Here steel cage radio could be poised for a return on the VOC network. Only time will tell. Uh, so 914-338-1885, uh, we were talking off the air today, and obviously this being Survivor Series week, we have a, a slew of, well, this past Sunday was Survivor Series, I should say, but it's still fresh in our mind. Uh, so a slew of Survivor Series-related topics we're going to kind of throw at you guys tonight. Kathy, though, I, I want to bring this up right off the top. We kind of alluded to it. The uh, The attacker of Seth Rollins on Monday night, I know you had a little diatribe planned, I I, I can. I found out it wasn't Dustin. We were able to confirm it wasn't Dustin oh, who was man. attacking Seth Rollins. At, um, but whoever it was doesn't truly need help, as, as Kevin pointed out. Uh, what what, yeah. what are you thinking, Kathy? How are you feeling? Well, I've seen it. I mean, it's happened in all kinds of shows. Uh, I mean, granted, from what I've read on about this guy, he thought it was He's one part he's saying that Vince McMahon and Goldberg set it up. Uh, they booked and it. He's, yeah, and he's playing homage to Rikishi uh, and them. And then <laughs> he's, he said, saying, I did it for was, The Rock. Yeah, he did it for The Rock. <laughs> and then no yeah. one yeah, Much like when Rikishi ran over Stone Cold in his car. Yeah, he exactly. said, I did it for you, Rock. I did it for you. <laughs> Go ahead, and then <laughs> something about. He thought he was somebody was per, quote unquote making pretend it was Seth Rollins, and he lost, got ripped off money. Well, first of all, why would you send money to Seth Rollins? I don't know the whole story behind it, but I know that he said something about that. It didn't his like they they called it not his girlfriend, I guess, because he's a wrestling fan. Uh, so he doesn't really have a girlfriend per se, but it, his his, his bay, as they said, that the before all else, uh, got got in trouble for forging checks or something. Oh, this is insane! Wait, that yeah. the impetus? Oh, I, I, I mean, don't know. when someone I, I don't, has the ramblings of a madman, when, when someone that has that little grip on reality, it's yeah. scary. Someone could, I mean, uh-huh. granted, stadiums and everything, the arenas are very secure. You know, they 
pat you down. They use the metal detector. But if someone could jump the fence, the railing, and charge Seth It's easy enough. Thank God if Bandito was there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and uh, then as you saw him dragging. These things happen, I think. What's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then when you can Jim Kelly was yeah. Kelly, the head of security, was yeah. dragging him out. Um, Jim Kelly's somebody you don't mess with. He's a retired New York State trooper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, I, I did notice. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. We got a delay going on tonight. Uh, sorry about that. I, it's not intentional. I um. I noticed right away that when it happened, uh, Seth put him in kind of like a front face lock to like immobilize him until he got help there. Um, so the situation was under control. It's not like like Chavo Guerrero was basically implying that he got beaten up by this fan. I I know he got busted in the lip, but it was kind of like a, a cheap shot, you know. And he was kind of blindsided with it. I it seemed to me like he had everything under control. Um, Again, it's a good thing you didn't have a knife or something, you know. I, you, you always wonder at right. some point, is that going to happen? Exactly. Uh, well, that, that happened actually to me. Yeah. I had that accident to me one time. I, I, I saved Tommy Rich one night where at the fairgrounds in Nashville, and the, and the fan were over the railings and literally tried to stab Tommy with uh, a knife. And I, I grabbed his wrist, took him down, and held him for security to come in. It's a good and, thing you were uh, there. Yeah. As soon as I let go, the guy... Uh, grabbed my hair, right, as I was, they were taking him, right? So I, yeah. I put a wrist lock on him to uh, release the hold he had on my hair, man. But I know I had to hurt his wrist because I yeah, torqued it such a way, man. But, you know, after that, I just grabbed Tommy and, you know, Doug, and we just dug Gilbert with there, and, you know, we just, yeah. like, stayed in the ring to everybody. It feels like a riot situation, you know what I mean, at the time. So the best place to be is in the ring to, you know, when they can calm things down. For sure. Uh, Kevin, yeah, and, you know, yeah, a couple of things. A couple of things there. Uh, so uh, one of the reasons this is always going to happen more at a wrestling event than it does anywhere else, and it happens at all live events, concerts, sporting events, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only place it doesn't happen is Broadway. I don't think anyone's ever stormed the stage during a performance of Hamilton. Maybe they have, and I haven't heard of it. I don't think Swan Lake. Swan Lake. <laughs> that's, that's right. So how can I forget? <laughs> Swan Lake. Swan Lake in, in 1992 when when a fan rushed and hit the prima donna with a steel chair. Now, uh, so the reason this is going to happen more in wrestling than anywhere else is a proximity, right? So the fans are right there on top of you. And yeah, they're like never, they're like that. Exactly, and there's yeah. never something more than a waist high barrier between you and them. Uh, right. So so that is right there always going to be a scary thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then the other thing is, like, you know, look, in the NFL, uh, Tom Brady, for as much of a dick as he is, doesn't come out and challenge the fans, you know, doesn't come out and insult the fans during the game and get them riled up. What we love about wrestling is that a great heel is going to come out and rile us up. That's what, that's what makes us feel like yeah. we're part of the show. For that's sure. what we're going for. We want the fans to feel like part of the show. And unfortunately – Sometimes that's going to cause, that's going to trigger some fans who maybe, 
you know, don't have it all together upstairs, or maybe they've just been drinking. Who knows? Uh, that's going to make them feel like they need to be the toughest guy in the room. I'm sure that's happened a hundred times, honestly, oh, Stro. I mean, where have you were attacked with a knife, but I, I'm sure you can count on, on two hands and two feet at least how many times oh. you've been involved in the show. <laughs> oh, my God. The stories I could tell over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy. And now – uh, what I have been thinking about this whole thing is, from the outside perspective, I mean, you know, look, when you're the guy in the ring when the fan comes over, there's going to be, it's just primal. There's going to be a certain amount of fear, I'm sure, that just pops in because you're, you are under attack. Uh, right. So you got to feel bad for the guy that's involved in the situation. As an outsider, it's easy to look at as entertaining because nine times out of ten, uh, the worker in the ring beats the living shit out of the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guy thinks he's going to, you know, do something big, and he gets in, and, and he gets a piece of his. Sometimes so, the referee. <laughs> sometimes the referee. Sometimes the referee. Yeah. Movie, you know, uh, could be anybody. Right. Generally speaking, the, the ring invader does not come out on top. He doesn't come out uh, worse for a little less worse than where. Um, so from that standpoint, it is entertaining. But I do want to point out, as I said to you guys off the air, uh, you know, with, with – uh, we we see mental health issues for what they are now, where we maybe didn't see them 5, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, and looking at this guy as he's, you know, giving his selfie video on his way out of jail, explaining what he did and why he did it, this is definitely a guy that needs help. Uh, this is definitely a guy who he really needs a medical intervention. Um, and I really hope somebody can get him the help that he needs because if they don't, he's going to potentially harm himself or somebody else in a really real way. So I really do hope that guy gets all the attention he needs. If I can digress from that for a second, you guys have a favorite uh, uh, fan invasion that pops to mind? Because I do. Um, I will always fondly remember, uh, I think it's 95, 96-ish in WCW, uh, when Randy Savage is in the ring with uh, Kevin Nash and a fan jumps over, jumps into the ring, and Savage is the first one that gets on him before the, you know, the, the refs and the road agents can pull him back from getting in the ring. He actually makes his way in. Savage brings him right in, yep. takes the guy down. He's beaten on him and has to be pulled off by security. And he's all bloody. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I do you remember this was one that always stuck out at me and Kevin. You probably weren't watching it at the time, but they were WWE was doing a show in South Africa, and Randy Orton was up on the ropes doing his stupid, and a fan came in and tried to low blow him while he was posing on the turnbuckle trying to do the the Ric Flair, insane, insane, completely unacceptable. Uh, Nobody should put their hands on Randy Orton, especially the the, the crown jewels. You know, you, you just don't want to mess with that. Uh, third generation superstar. Third generation jewels as well. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, yeah, so we would love to, uh, to talk about that tonight. That's certainly one of the topics. Uh, I, of note, and I, and I should say this, I, I do think, uh, in the case of this fan and in the case of so many others, maybe not the one that you cited, Kevin, uh, but in recent years, I think social media, uh, really exacerbates things. I mean, this guy, has a platform. He would have just gone to jail. It would have barely been seen on TV. Other than Meltzer talking about it, nobody would have been talking about it because it didn't make television, you know? 
And social media just, just drives this home. It gives the guy uh, basically a, a platform that's as big as the viewership for Raw to kind of explain where he was coming from when he went and did it. And, and while I 100% agree with you, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. I do hope that maybe that exposure on social media. I'm sure I wasn't the only one that had that thought when I saw, "Damn, this guy, you know, is in a bad way." You know, yeah, sure a lot of yeah. people much more qualified than myself to speak on that issue notice it. So maybe it helps the guy get help. I don't know. I'm not a mental health professional, but maybe you got to hope something good comes out. But again, it's it's um, and I and I hate to trash the fans. It's wrestling fans a lot of times, you know. There's a there can be a disconnect there, and, and I think it's because everybody wants to play along. Everybody wants to be part of the show. Stro, how many times have you come upon fans that really just more than anything else, more than wanting to interject themselves, they just want to be a part of it all? Oh gosh, uh, countless times. Yeah, uh, both in the United States and overseas. I mean, I've I've been uh, stabbed at. I've I've had people throw spark plugs at me in some places. Uh, Batteries. Nuts. And I, yeah, wow. I, I even there was even a time, literally, where a friend of mine, a fellow heel in, in the car, got his car lit on fire. <laughs> he had that much heat with the audience. Wow. And so we ended up taking him home that day night. It was it's, it's crazy situations, you know what I mean? But yeah, things we we have to be aware of times because you you never know when. Something unexpected will happen. Now, Stro, let me ask you: Is there, I don't know, a perverse pride point that goes along with that? Though, if you're a heel that gets the the fans so worked up that they actually physically assault you, like once all the smoke is cleared, don't you get to sit back and go, "Fuck, I really got them. That's great." Oh yeah, it's like you know, it, it's just like say if a babyface fan favorite, you know, gets the cheers from the crowd, we we get that that much of a reaction all the booze and on the heat that we get. So, I mean, yeah, but at the same token, you know, when it, things get stepped over the line, you know, we're very to look out for each other. Oh, yeah, no, when, it, I mean? when it's yeah. actually happening, it's terrible. I don't I don't right. need to interject anything otherwise. Oh, like, of course. You know, it's definitely one of those things that, like, a day later, you're like, you see that fucking guy come at me with a knife? I am killing it this month. This push is going to the moon, baby. Right. It's, you know that story about Triple H and Steve Austin, the incident where a fan ran into Steve Austin yes. and Triple H took him down, you know? The yeah, box. in the middle of their match. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they well, basically the ended up Triple H double teaming them. The, the fan went after Linda McMahon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that one, too. And yeah. Homer was out on the he was out on the ramp with Stephanie, mm-hmm. and um, and the fan came in and, and it just had to get past Triple H and Hunter tackled him, and then, you know, then security jumped on him. There's an urban legend going around, um, and I've heard this a couple of times, so I'd imagine there's, it's somewhat based yeah. in fact. Never say Ultimate Warrior in the mirror five times. I've heard that urban legend, too, <laughs> and I'm afraid it's real. He will show up and start a One Warrior Nation. That's pretty much no, what, he That's what he did in WCW, if you remember. Hulk Hogan's like, oh, Ultimate Warrior, and then, like, Warrior Show. Yeah. No, uh, so so Stephanie McMahon, at the one WrestleMania, when she was there with Jericho, I guess it was uh, 20 – no, 19. 19. It was, it was Jericho with Stephanie. And Stephanie came out, Kathy, wearing a pantsuit. And everybody thought it was so strange because she used to dress a little – Little revealing for people, you know, back in the day when she was younger, and and uh, as it turns out, apparently, 
there was some sort of a threat made that somebody was going to do something to Stephanie McMahon, and she didn't want to feel too exposed. So she wore a Mm -hmm. pantsuit to WrestleMania. And apparently all the boys were in the back ready to go in case anything happened. Nothing did, though. Well, well, I mean, that's going to be a real concern for every female that walks through the curtain, right? I would think. What's that, Kathy? What about the stalker that was stalking uh, Sonya Deville? Yeah. Right. Yep. And actually broke into her house. Yep. Uh, Yep. And and who knows how that would have ended. Exactly. That was scary. There was the other one, too, if you remember, that the, the NXT stalker. He went there a couple times. They actually had a restraining order. He would go down to the performance yes. center, and he was, like, he was smearing poop on, like, the door and stuff like that. And he, yes. he got into a confrontation with police. And he, at first, everyone kind of took it innocently, and they'd interact with him and stuff. But he just started getting more and more aggressive and more and more scary as the weeks went on. And he, he apparently had something for, was it? I, I want to say it was like Dana Brooke. Yeah, he, he had something for one of the performers that was down there at the time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the other thing about the industry. It's the only business where, when you're stalking the boys and and by doing that you're smearing poop on the door, that your victims will go, "Ah, oh, it's just a rib." Wait a minute, <laughs> Randy. Wait a minute, Randy Orton's here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well. Well, also, he was young. how Stevie yeah. said, Stevie Ray said, anytime yeah. you ever gotten it, think how crazy people can be. I mean, granted, it's beer muscles or whatever you drink in muscle. Mm-hmm. But there were people that went after Hot Coo. Yeah. You know, who in their right mind is going to go after Hot Coo? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, Same kind of moron that goes after Randy Savage. There are some bad motherfuckers. I am not going to tangle them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Even playing <laughs> basketball Haku isn't safe, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so 914-338-1885. That's one thing for sure, and, and we're definitely going to talk about more tonight. Um, I had this idea, and I just want to throw it out there, mostly for the callers, but I want to get the feel for your favorite Survivor Series moments. So if you guys could chew that over, and uh, we'll kind of sprinkle those in throughout the program. Um, Kevin, did you have one in particular, a Survivor Series moment? A moment? I mean, uh, you put me on the spot here. I I mean, obviously, what is the most memorable Survivor Series moment, I guess, is the Montreal Screwjob, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. Good one. <laughs> it was memorable for me. I loved it. I was like, damn it, damn it. Because normally when Bret Hart submits people, it's a legit thing. But in this case, it wasn't, damn it. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, so anyway, I, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Kevin, you also had the topic, and I do want to dive into this because it's a really cool idea. It's kind of like what Stroh was doing last week, the, the whole concept of build your own Survivor Series team. It, you had qualifications for yours. I did, I did, because I didn't want to feel like I was completely stealing Stroh's gimmick that he... <laughs> I'm, stealing I'm, brother. That I'm not going to say he stole from me in the first place. We get his permission all the time. <laughs> it, yeah, we, we steal our stuff from each other all the time. Go for it. That's right. <laughs> Look, the, the sincerest one of flattery is stealing. Um, so, so yeah, my qualification is I want, 
I want yeah. you guys to each right. build a Survivor <laughs> Series team for me. And you've got to build it with this criteria. You've got to have one tag team. You've got to have one traditional mid-carter. You've got to have one women's wrestler. And you've got to have your captain, your main eventer. So put together those those teams, and maybe we can kick them around after the break and discuss them uh, point by point. I like that. I like that a lot, and there's definitely a lot there. Uh, Stro, did you have a favorite Survivor Series moment? You know, I'm, I'm, I've always been big on tag team wrestling. Yeah. And I, I believe it was the year Survivor Series 89 mm-hmm. with all the great teams, like the Rockers, <laughs> Heart Foundation, Powers of Pain, Demolition. There was like 24 I mean, was teams like, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the Brain Busters on Anderson, Tully Blanchard. It was like the best of the best, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, the match was like incredible. Was, was that it. the one? Was that the one? And I could be wrong. Was that the one where Mr. Fuji turned on Demolition? Yes, I that's thought the it one. Was. I thought it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Very cool. You know what? How can how can I forget this one? The truly greatest uh, Survivor Series moment of all time was I don't know uh, sometime in the early '90s. I guess I don't remember the year exactly, but you know, it was the year that the egg hatched. Yeah, 1990. 1990, yep, yep. Not not just to be confused the, not to be confused with Cleopatra's egg. Which yeah, was so later. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched Red Notice? No. No. Is it any good? I haven't had a chance yet. Well, that's what I thought the Cleopatra's egg was. That's like the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Watched it uh, watched it last week. It's actually a lot of fun. Okay, oh, cool. Right. I, I I will check that out. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a funny story involving The Undertaker with that egg. I, I don't know if you ever heard this story, uh, but he was toiling in WCW, as you know. He was he was Mean Mark, and uh, his his contract came up, and WCW didn't bother to renew him, and he signed with Vince. And they're going over all these ideas and just different things that they want to do. And The Undertaker's like, at the time, he didn't have any idea. He was terrified they were going to come up with some kind of cartoony gimmick for him. But, hey, at least he's getting paid. You know, he's on WWF finally. That was his goal. Blah, blah, blah. Vince said, I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. We'll be in touch. But I can tell you this much. You're going to start around Survivor Series. Well, Kevin, The Undertaker goes home. Kathy, he's watching TV. And, damn it, don't they introduce the egg. And what's going to hatch out of the egg at Survivor Series? So now The Undertaker's convinced that this is going to be his legacy. He's going to be the one that he, – he did debut on that same show, but fortunately for yeah. him, he was not the Eggman. <laughs> uh, Sheldon, Sheldon, won, if you will. Won his first title at Survivor Series. was 91, right? <laughs> 90, yeah. Uh, uh, Kathy, did you have a favorite Survivor Series moment? The same one Stro was talking about with the tag teams. With the tag teams, Okay. That was a good one. I, I did enjoy that. And, and there's not tag teams like that today. Like, you just can't create a match like that. I just don't think the interest would be there, you know? I, I mean, the tag teams of today just aren't anything compared to the tag teams from back then. I mean, you've got some good ones, but it's just not the same, you know? That's actually what I've been struggling with as far as, like, creating the team. It's like, you know, how can I kind of go about doing this where it's – uh incorporating some cool tag team from the past that I don't often think about that definitely is worth kind of uh, kind of mentioning. 
I mean, look, I'll tell you, my tag team for, for my Survivor Series squad is definitely one you think about all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the biggest tag teams of all time because they're my favorite tag team. So, of course, I'm going to put them on this team. But then I did a little research, boys. I didn't want to come out and just speak from the heart. I wanted to speak from the head, do a little research, a little strategizing. And I think I can the perfect Survivor Series squad. Oh, a little, little foreshadowing there. Maybe. Okay, okay. What were you saying, Kathy? Did you happen to know she was a new uh, road agent once that came out with Seth? Uh, I didn't notice, no. Jimmy Wang. Oh, Jimmy Wang. Yeah, I did hear that. Yep, he's back. <laughs> Holler at your boy. I love Jimmy, he's man. He's good. I'm, yeah, he's a good guy. He is. Was he doing I like really him. well with a food truck recently, I heard? Yeah. I swear I just read that he was doing really well in the food truck industry. He might be. I, I don't was. know. He was, and they called him and they asked him if he wanted to come back, and he did. I know also, I know his daughter is like, I don't think she got signed, but I heard WWE was looking at her. So yeah, I wonder if, like, that isn't like part 15, of it. 17. Yeah, but she's she's really good, apparently, and, like, yeah. when she's of age, they're, they're talking about signing her. So I would imagine yeah. that's part of the reason why you took that job, too. Yo, T.J. Yale, you're getting free tuition. Hey, what the hell is that? What the hell? Uh, yeah, so uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. And, uh, yeah, we can we can certainly talk about all that stuff. Uh, what I think we should do right now, let's take a real quick commercial break. We'll kind of regroup. And on the other side, we'll start to dig into some of these Survivor Series teams. Hopefully we'll get your thoughts as well. Like I said, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Anthony, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the Did loss. Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by 10 or, 
or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOCNation.com, your favorite podcast platforms. Tonight we're talking crazy invading fans. We're talking about, I'm sorry, uh, mentally unstable invading fans. Crazy is not a, an acceptable term anymore. Uh, we're talking about the fans, though. We're talking about Survivor Series. We're, we're creating our own Survivor Series teams for tonight as well. We're going to go around the horn real soon. Before that, we've got to go to a caller. But before that, Shro, what do you got going on this week, brother? Oh, uh, wow. Well, here's the season, uh, Thursday night, 19 meetings dinner time, uh, WCW Retro special, Thanksgiving special at 19 meetings dinner time of theusinnation.com. So, uh, uh, after the turkey and the cranberry sauce and all that good stuff, uh, call in and just celebrate Thanksgiving at WCW Retro. Friday night, Mahara Sci-Fi Show, The Stroh Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at facebook.com slash show the maestro. The feature will be The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original cut. So, the original cut. Minutes. All right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. That's a great movie. Go ahead. Now, Stro, is there any truth to the rumor that I've heard that this week's episode of The Stroh Zone is going to be 90 minutes of you just uh, eating pumpkin pie into a microphone? Like some ASMR I- thing? I don't know, but that would be kind of cool, actually. You know, I don't I, I have to, like, uh, experiment with that and see how that gets over, you know, <laughs> sometimes. Always going to try new things, brother. Yeah, I got a it doesn't beat me to it. Well, I, I got to say, God bless you for spending your Thanksgiving with these listeners. You uh, you earn every bit of what I pay you, that's for sure. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Yeah, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Before we kind of jump back in, I do want to bring on Tora in St. Louis. What's going on, Tora? I'm playing your theme song. Let me turn that down a little. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear that, Tori. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm doing all right. I'm glad to hear you're doing great. I am. Uh, we were talking about Survivor Series this week, Tora, and um, obviously it was a pretty big kind of couple days for WWE. Do you have a favorite Survivor Series memory? Um, I mean, and Becky. It's okay. Hey. It's okay if you don't. Probably when Becky had a bloody nose. That was that was a great memory, yeah. Yeah, when she couldn't fight because she broke her nose. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely Survivor Series, too. That was supposed to be Becky and Charlotte the first time. Mm-hmm. But, uh um, 
a lot of people had controversy the other day about that that match there because they saw that she cheated. Yeah, because she grabbed the rope. But Charlotte grabbed the rope, too. Yeah. I mean, does it bother you that much that she cheated? I feel like somebody cheats in every match now. No, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. It didn't bother me, period. Does it bother you that Matt Riddle's going around dressed up like Randy Orton? (laughs) That was so funny. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, where is Matt Riddle? I was like, what the heck? And he's like, I'm right here. <laughs> it's a mask. Right. <laughs> I mean, he said I'm dealing with like his screen, though. Oops. Oh. So how's life treating you, Tora? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. I've been working a lot and dealing with doggy bones and labels. Dealing with donkey bones? What are you doing with donkey oh, wow. bones? Um, I put labels on them, and they get shifted to a store. And they're called donkey bones? Doggy bones. Doggy bones. Punching oh, doggy, doggy bones. bones. Where do you get the bones for the dogs? At my job. They come in boxes. Oh, okay. Boxes of bones. Yeah. Not like me, bag of bones. You know, that's different. (laughs) It comes in bags, too. (laughs) The the bones come in bags. (laughs) The bones come in boxes. What won't the bones come in, Tora? They in brown boxes. Okay. (laughs) That was a good answer. (laughs) Better than what I was going to say. Anyway, Tora. It was uh, it was yeah, great was to talk to you as well. Corey, if you could make any Survivor Series team, do you, do you, is there anybody that you'd put on it? Anybody you want probably, in all of wrestling? Probably um, Naomi and Sonya Deville. Okay. And Shane well, just those two would be good, even though they hate each other. Oh, yeah, they hate each other. Sure. Well, it was great to talk to you. I love you very much. Yeah. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. You too. You too. You going to eat the sweet potato pie? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay. buying a table in my room. What, what's the best thing at the table do. besides the doggy bones? Um... So they have turkey dressing, greens, yams, cabbage, um, mac and cheese, cranberry sauce. Hey, stop, you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> cranberry, what was I want, it? Uh, I want mac and cheese right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? This is Kevin. Oh, that's hardcore Kevin Brady. He's our new co-host. Oh, okay. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Nice to meet you, too, Tor. And if you'll be so kind as to 
ship me some of that homemade mac and cheese right up here to New Jersey, I would totally mm. Mercy. Oh, you I, was you, I was getting to you. Yeah. All right. Now, do, do, do you get, like... Give her a fake address. <laughs> give her your address, and I'll come pick it up. Sounds good. Sounds good. Tora, we'll, we'll get that to you off air. Okay. All right. I love you, Tori. Love you, too. Very much. Mm-hmm. You're the best. All right. You're the best. <laughs> Take care, honey. Stop. Stop. <laughs> see, that's now, see, see I like unlike Tora. those other jabronis that call your show, Tora is a sweet, sweet person. And I feel really bad that I saw her time as calling as the perfect time to get up, take a whiz, and grab a beer. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's the original sassy Southern Belle, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 914-338-1885. Well, Kevin, it was your topic, so I think let's let's jump in. Uh, I want to hear your Survivor Series team. Right, let's go around the horn on this, because, you know, I gave you the... the oh, that's right, of, yeah. Okay. Of how we need to fill this up. Let's start with nope. the tag and, look, if you're asking me to put together a, a tag team to join in a larger effort, you know, and, and keep in mind my favorite match has always been War Games, and they were killers in War Games. They've been great in the Survivor Series. They've been, been in. you got to give me the Road Warriors. I want Hawk and Animal there on my team, two of the toughest guys in the history of the business, guys well, I know are going to bleed for me. <laughs> I like it. I How like you, so, Brady. Your tag team. We're just doing tags. Okay, so so my team has a bit of a theme. So uh, okay. I, I, as a result, I you know what? I'm going to put uh, two members of the oddities on my Survivor Series team. We're going to go with actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Two members that we're going with uh, with um, uh, John Tenta under the mask. I believe it was Golga, as well as uh, Kurgan, Dancing Kurgan. That's my tag team. Okay. When you said two members of the oddities, I thought it was going to be Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. No, 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 no. We're, we we've got a definite plan for how we're doing this. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Stro, how about you? Now you've been in the ring with some of these guys. If you're building that ideal tag, that ideal Survivor Series squad, who's the tag team you're putting at the anchor? Uh, you know, you know, there's uh, so many great teams out there. Um. But uh, if, if we're talking like even from the past, bringing back teams from the past, all the way back. Okay, yeah. Uh, one team I would definitely uh, have in, in the mix would be Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. a hard hitting team. Turned into what, a hell of a three way. Yeah. I oh yeah. You guys were the toughest guys in the industry, but I'll tell you what, those two can give a run for their money. Mm. Kathy, you got a tag team for your t- for your team? Tully and Arn, the Brain Busters. Okay. All right. Nice. Does, nice. That, does that include the Glock? No. <laughs> now, Arn said he doesn't carry the Glock. That was just a promo. I'm just playing. <laughs> I have a Glock. These are all great tag teams. The three great tag teams in the oddities so far, so things are looking well. Seriously, we're three quarters of the way to a really good tag team tournament right there. <laughs> yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. to see three of those teams compete with somebody better. Golden uh, and Kurgan. I won't say which one. <laughs> I won't say which one doesn't make my cut. Uh, so, okay, so we've got our tag teams, right? That's that's your foundation. That's your base. This is the two guys holding it down. But, you know, 
no Survivor Series team could ever be made up of all main events. You've got to have some of those mid-card superstars, the guys yes. that hold the, the, the straws that stir the drink, the glue that holds it all together. If you will. And, you know, and you know I yes. use my brain to come up with a little strategy because I'm going to bring Mr. Perfect and his manager, Bobby McRae, on my team. Not only do I get a stud in, in Kurt Henning to, to really – get the crowd involved, and to tire out my opponents. Uh, but I also get that Weasley manager on the outside who's going to help tip the scales in one way or the other for me. That's, that's, it. that's good for at least one elimination as far as I can tell. All right. Very cool. Well, if we're going with mid-card wrestlers, and I, I, I certainly – I think you're going to start to see where this team is going here. Uh, we are going to have to prey on the element of surprise. You know, we're going to have to capitalize on uh, giving our opponents the unexpected. And as a result, we got a little little black magic up our sleeves because we are going with the one and only Papa Shungo as our mid-card. Ah, yes. Nice. As I start to drool black. Nothing yeah. wrong with Papa Shungo, one of the many great personalities of his era. Uh, probably a character he couldn't do today, but, uh, you know, that's all right. Uh, he was a lot of fun for his day, lots of silliness, and, and look, under the makeup, a strong worker, right? He also scared the hell out of, like, 13, 14-year-old me. Sure. I mean, who didn't he scare the hell out of? He was, he yeah. was Papa Shango, for God's sake. He made the warriors start throwing up. It was awful. Little old me was terrified, and I'm sure Stro was just as as uh, petrified as the rest of us. Stro, who is your mid card talent, and you can't say yourself? Oh man, uh, <laughs> my boy Ravishing Rick Rude, man. Yes, your subway that was boy. my second choice. Yeah. By the way, how sad is it that we look back on Rick Rude as a mid carder? How did that guy never become the biggest name in the business? He's another guy that suffered from just being a little too early. You know, if mm -hmm. he comes along during the whole post-steroids era, even though he was probably he was one of the guys juicing anyway, but when they were focusing on the smaller guy, uh -huh. oh, Rick Rude. Or imagine, imagine Rick Rude in his prime during the Attitude Era, and he's Valvius. Mm. It, it, it was weird. Uh, sitting in a nitro next to Rick Rude, and we're, and he's like critiquing watching Val Venus on Monday Night Raw. And it had to be completely insane. Surreal. I mean, <laughs> surreal. Man. Now, what did he do? Was he what just did he sitting think? there like like that episode of South Park? Like Simpsons did it. He's just sitting there like I did it. <laughs> no, he was he was actually really cool. But I mean, okay. it was just so surreal sitting next to him watching <laughs> Val Venus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, he was Val Venus before Val Venus, and he was probably about five to ten times better at it. That dude just – think about what he did. We're talking about a guy in the late 80s, early 90s who is just a dude who is just exuding sex. And, like, everyone's like, yeah, okay, no, I kind of get it, yeah. And he had abs upon abs, man. His abs was amazing. I'm just saying that a lot of young ladies had their awakening because of, of Rick Rude, and I'm sure I'm sure more than a few young gentlemen had their awakenings as well. <laughs> that man was, my God, chef kiss perfection on every level. So, 
ravaging Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. Um, Papa Shango. Papa Shango, right? Okay, no, I can't. I yeah. can't on that one. Kathy, I, Kathy, who is your mid-carder to hold things together on your team? Before Kathy jumps in, I just want to point out, for the longest time, my Facebook cover photo was Ned Flanders with his face photoshopped on Rick Rude. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Oh, my cool. God. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> All right. Ned Flanders also one. had ads on ads on ads. Yes. Terry Taylor. Nice. Terry Taylor. Nice. Our, our teams are starting to come together. There's definitely some... Uh, some themes going on. But we're taking shape here now. Now let's let's dip into the ladies because you know <laughs> it's 2021. It's almost 2022, and I want my Survivor Series to be diverse. So I want to have men and women on the team. And you know when I'm reaching into the women's and look, you go. I said we go all the way back, right? You could, you could take Mola. You could take my original thought, even though I don't think she was ever in a Survivor Series awesome con. Um, but looking at the numbers, I have picked the most successful female in Survivor Series history, Natalia Neidhart. She leads the way with seven eliminations in the Survivor Series, more than any other woman. Wow. And lots of other guys. That was a surprisingly modern pick by you. It was, yes. Yeah. Because I'm here to surprise you. No, because, <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, because, and look, and like I said, my first thought was Kong. I was going to go with Kong as my big intimidator, and I was like, well, I'm taking the, the Road Warriors. I don't really need another big killer in the team. So uh, maybe I'll, you know, transition over to uh, a Gail Kim or, uh, or um, Trish Stratus maybe. But then I'm looking at the numbers, and they just get jumped right off the page. Natalia, she is the most successful woman to ever participate in the Survivor Series. Okay. And my all team right. is all about success. I'm here to win this thing. So, so just to recap, who is your team so far? It's Natalia, Kurt it's Hennig. Natalia, Mr. Perfect with Bobby Heenan, and the Road Warriors. And the Road Warriors. Wow. Okay. So for my woman, I, and I had to dig deep, Kathy. You know how deep. I love to dig, and uh, I picked a transcendental wrestler, a once-in-a-generation star, uh, the only person that is befitting of teaming with Papa Shango. God, we miss her on TV, and we need to bring her back real soon. I'm talking about the one and only Alexa Bliss. Oh, my God. The centerpiece of my team. (laughs) Bro, was there any doubt? Was there any doubt? No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> now, why is she not on TV? Is she injured? Are we just repackaging her? What's going on? Well, I think it's a, a some sort of a surgery thing going on, a, a sinus thing, and then on top of that, she's been doing a supernatural gimmick, and I believe they're going to repackage her as her original kind of stripper identity. So. Yeah, because I mean, really, yeah. how much further do you need to go with her? She's she is the total package. She's I feel like that story Luger. writes itself. Sorry. Lex Luger, yeah. Uh, Stro, your, uh, your lady <laughs> your Oh, well, going along the theme, you know, what I have with the uh, the shooters and the solid players, um, I, I would have to go with Medusa. 
Yeah. That's a good pick. And, and you That's have a, like a sort of dangerous alliance reunion with her and Rick Rude too. So yeah. Cool. Ooh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so a little, uh, little Alundra Blaze action, a little Medusa action. I like it. Nice. So that is a, and, and you know, she is something of a special piece herself, right? I mean, she was, she was the first woman of her type, uh, the the first that was really. It looked like she could hang with the boys. The one that was a, a real, she looked like a real legit athlete. Um, and yeah, I mean, she she had she had it all. I mean, she was Alexa Bliss before Alexa Bliss. For sure. For yeah. I'm way more talented. For the record, yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't want to short sell Alexa Bliss. The little bit I've seen of her, she's got some good stuff going on. Talented in a much different way. Uh, go ahead, Cat. <laughs> She's still Kathy, transcendental. Oh, you got heat on this one here. So, who are you bring? You know, you know my. Uh, I know who you're going to say. The sensational one, Sherry Martel. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm actually yeah. surprised you didn't go Harlem Heat to team with her. No. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Derek will. So it it it'll be represented. Right, Sherry was great. Sherry Martell joining the fray. So Sherry was uh, a treasure. And, and and for the record, like when I got into like wrestling in the early ni- late eighties, early nineties, like she didn't get utilized nearly enough. There's so much more they could have nope. done with her. And a large part of it is because they didn't have talent for her to go against. But it was a shame. It really was. And you know, she's she's one that I never really understood what they were trying to get over with her, the whole scary Sherry gimmick, like, or the Queen Sherry. It almost like they were trying to, like, somehow convince the, the teenage boys in the audience that this is somehow not one of the hottest women they've ever seen. <laughs> right. You know, you know, guys, she's scary. Ooh. No, dude, she's hot. Look at her. She's she was. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yes, it's beautiful. Oh, my God. That's true. Don't kick someone's ass. For sure. Yeah. Uh, True story, true story. Yes. Kathy, Kathy actually owns the uh, the evening gown that she wore to SummerSlam 1990. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That's Isn't awesome. It? Yeah. A gift well, from Sherry, right? One of the great oh. talents. Is she, the, is she yeah. in the Hall of Fame? She should be in the Hall of Fame, right? She is. Yeah. Not only is she, not only is she, but if you go back and watch it, I believe it was 2005, uh, she actually, Kathy, she mentions Kathy yep. in her thank you speech. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. That is pretty incredible. Wow, Kathy, yeah. you uh I thought Stro was the biggest star we had on this show, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, Stro is a star. These are both stars. I was lucky to have one of my best friends. And I'm here Sorry. for the ride. <laughs> yep. What, we're not <laughs> worthy, Kathy. We're not worthy. <laughs> you got it going on, Kathy. All right, so we've built some really good teams right here, guys, but we've got to take this thing home with your captain. Yeah, you know, who is who is the face of your team? Who's bringing it all home? First ballot Hall of Famer. I have selected the greatest Survivor Series participant of all time. He is a five-time winner in the Survivor Series matches, which is – Leaves all other uh, all other opponents. Uh, oh, hope you didn't take mine. Cold. Yeah, uh, he leads all prof- all professionals of either gender with six 
14 eliminations in the Survivor Series. He is the third-generation superstar, the Apex Predator. Wow. Randy Orton. Oh, great pick. Wow. Yeah. Okay. One of, one of my favorites. I, I was terrified. That, oh, I'm not terrified. My first thought was you would go Piper right away. That's what I thought. Uh, I do love Hot Rod, but like I said, I was bringing the research. And yeah. Looking at these numbers, I'm like, you can't overlook how great this guy has he, been in he, this match. Some people are just made for certain matches, and, and Randy Orton is made for the Survivor Series. I believe it. He was a good five to ten years into his career before he finally lost at the show. So, um, yeah. yeah. I was also terrified you were going to take mine because with a supernatural team like I've got, you know, you've got Papa Shango, and you've got <laughs> Alexa Bliss, and, of course, you've got the oddities. Why not throw in a first ballot Hall of Famer? Why not throw in and – I'm, and I'm doing the caveat here – no American badass. None of that. I don't want no American badass. I don't even want the purple gloves, Kathy. I want the original <laughs> 1990 to 1993. I want the Undertaker. That's my guy. That's a spectacular pick. Uh, I mean, what what else can you say about the Undertaker? One of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. The guy took. You know, it, it's funny. We were you were talking about the whole Gowdy Gooker thing and him saying, I hope they don't saddle me with a cartoon right, character. Right. They saddled him with a cartoon character. The Undertaker is absolutely a cartoon character and he made it work for thirty years, whatever it was. The guy stayed at the top he came in at the top of the card and he never left. You know, the Undertaker you can get a lot of guys who come in and they get a gimmick and maybe it hits quick and then it fizzles out, and next thing you know, a couple of years later, they're curtain jerkers, or they're working, toiling in the mid-card. Guys who just never – did not happen with The Undertaker. That man got that gimmick. He made it his own, and he ran with it, and every time he repackaged it, he came back just as popular. I like I'll it. i never forget. I like one it. Of, one of my favorite uh, wrestling – uh, memories of being in attendance was WrestleMania 20 at Madison Square Garden, and we were there. Huh. Our seats, our seats were kind of behind the entrance ramp a little bit, okay, so you could okay. kind of see what was going on down below. Yeah. And and the Undertaker was, you know, everyone just kind of knew like this was going to be the big return for the Undertaker at WrestleMania 20. And I remember sitting there with the Hack Patrick Hackett and looking down below our mezzanine seats and just seeing some guys in hoods. And the torches lighting up and yeah. knowing what was about to go down was going to go down. And when the lights came down and that, that bell hit, every hair on your body stands on end. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter the guy's in his mid-40s at this point. It doesn't matter he's coming off of God knows how many surgeries. It doesn't matter he really can't walk the ropes like he used to. He's not quite the athlete that he once was. The man delivered every time he stepped in the ring. And, and not for nothing, but I got to mention because uh, you two weren't the only ones there at WrestleMania 20. I was there with our other co-host Matt Grimm, as well as my former co-host DJ Dini. So we were all there. Uh, we actually started the Molly Holly chant during the uh, during uh-huh. the Brock Lesnar match. So that was us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how it took over. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was amazing. Stro, who's your captain? Ah, uh, well, Kevin's got to get going. Yeah. On the lines of the, the shooters and solid players, uh with uh Dr. Jesse Williams, Terry Gordy, Medusa, Rick Rude, uh, the 
what? Uh, the ultimate athlete, in my opinion, and to this day, still on my bucket list, so I mentioned love to be in the ring with, if, if it ever goes down, would be uh, Kurt Angle, man. That's a good pick. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Nobody like Kurt Angle. Right? I mean, that guy, talk about a total package and a guy that came to the business so late. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it doesn't, just because you're a, you're a gold medalist, you know, Olympic freestyle wrestling doesn't mean it's going to work out in, in the squared circle. It's a two totally different, totally different things going on there. Two different lifestyles, two different types of training. Uh, but he was one of the ones and, and the one the most, I think, that was able to take that date and turn it into something even more. Uh, Kurt Angle yeah. definitely was the greatest of all time. What a machine, too. Oh, that dude trains like a madman. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, just look at him. Look at him even today. I mean, with his pile mm-hmm. of trash neck and and everything else, the guy's still an absolute beast. All right, so Kathy, that leaves you. Who is your main eventer, your captain, leading out your team? The one and only. Nature boy, Rick Fleck. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh my. Oh I like my that. She's got Nate. She's also got uh, the the Minnesota wrecking crew there. We're just uh we're just uh what, Barry Windham away? What's going on here? <laughs> right. Yep. Looking good. Definitely no messing with that team, right? The three rest original members of the four horsemen, one of the greatest ladies to ever work in the industry. Um and who was the Miss Carter that I'm forgetting? Carrie Miss Carter was? Ronnie Garvin? Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. Oh. Terry Taylor. I, sorry. Which, sure, why not? Um, great, solid team. There. I, you know, great, solid teams all around. Um, you got a little more realistic there at the end, Brady. I think uh, I like your team at the top more more than at the bottom. Your, your, well, we have your a theme. is a little shaky. We have a theme. So, <laughs> all the oddities. I, I would, when you started out with the oddities, I thought the, the mid carter was going to be joint the clown. That was what we were going with the team. But, uh, <laughs> well, just to recap, just to recap for everybody, so we've got this four-way. And uh, we'll throw it out to you guys as well, anybody that wants to create their own team. But we have, representing Team Killer Kev, we have Randy Orton. We have Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. We have Natalia, and we have the Road Warriors uh, for Team Stroh. We have Kurt Angle, Rick Rude, Medusa, and the great team of Williams and Gordy. For Kathy, we have Rick Flair, Terry Taylor, Sherry Martell, and, of course, Arn and Tully. And for myself, The Undertaker, Papa Shungo, Alexa Bliss, and The Oddities. I think that's a great four-way uh, elimination right there. Wow. I think that'd be a hell of a match that I would definitely pay twenty nine ninety nine to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember the good old days when pay per views were twenty nine ninety nine, and I was like, my parents was like, "That's a lot of money to watch guys wrestle around in their underwear." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, mom, but look at these matches." Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and then right before WWE Network became a thing, it was like, and for only the low low price of sixty nine ninety nine, you can watch a subpar product on pay per views. <laughs> yeah, and, and the best part was you had three months to prepare to spend the $30, you know, because oh, exactly. you had January to April. 
You know, you had April to August. Lots of time built in there. So it was, uh, did it you was do, definitely great. Did you know, we're, we're from the same generation. Brady, did you do the thing where, like, heading up to the heading up to the big pay-per-view when it was just the big five or big four, really, um, getting a bunch of your friends to come over, everyone kicking in five bucks and, and all getting a big group together to watch the, uh, the pay-per-view? For sure. Absolutely we did, yeah, and it was great for a number of years. Uh, and it fell Definitely apart. Definitely doing that for – I did that for a lot of them, but one of the ones that sticks out most in my memory is, what, SummerSlam 92, was it, from Wembley? Wembley, yep, 92. Yeah. I remember that. We we hosted that one at my buddy Mike's house. A bunch of us got together. Everyone kicked in five bucks, whatever it was. You sat around eating Tostino pizza rolls or whatever garbage snack you could find and, and just enjoying some incredible pay-per-view wrestling when it was still rare. And, uh, and and the natural follow-up for me, because obviously there were two huge eras in wrestling at the time. So you mentioned the classic era. But later on, in the late 90s, I would go to Hooters with my buddies, and we would watch all the shows. Nobody could believe that we were going there for the wrestling, Kevin, but we were every single month. <laughs> we're going there because they had the pay-per-views. And the chicken sandwiches were amazing, too. Oh, You're Kevin, let me tell you something about that Lindley show. Please Sherry called me from Wembley. She was That's flying to Baltimore. She was flying to Baltimore the next day for me to come down and stay with her. <clears throat> they showed the show that Monday night, no Sunday night in Baltimore. Yeah. On the pay per view. Mm-hmm. In the room, watching the show was Sherry. The Undertaker, Sean, and um, who else? And Brett. And you. And Kathy. And me. Wow. We were sitting in the because room. I watched it with like uh, with Mike and Steve and Jeff. They're not nearly as impressive as your group. I I watched it by myself with a scrambled screen, like it was a porno. So, well, I think it's that, your boobs. That particular show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, in uh, in college, Brady. I mean, same same deal. Like I remember uh, watching WrestleMania 2000 in, uh, and only the folks that went to LaSalle will get this. But in the townhouses, uh, one of uh, my friends, probably a mutual friend, probably a guy you knew, uh, was a an RA of the townhouses. He had the the end uh, building, and we all went over to his place and got together and watched WrestleMania 2000. Nice. That was a hell of a day, too. Yeah. That's cool. That's nice, cool. Nice. Uh, Kevin, I know you got to get out of here. We're still waiting on Ray, but, I mean, again, not your problem. Yeah, I yeah, you are. fellas, and I've already passed it. So, yeah, uh, I apologize. Uh, no worries. It's been a blast hanging with you guys, as always. Um, and to the listeners out there, I just want you to know that if you don't like me and you don't like my partner, too bad because we are now somewhat permanent fixtures here on In the Room with Brady Hicks and The Stro, and now with Steel Cage Radio. So for the first hour every week, you'll be saddled with myself and my tag team partner, the Hacks, Patrick Hackett, when he's feeling better. And we'll be bringing with the, uh, the same kind of energy and topics that we bring every week. And uh, hopefully you like it because if you don't, tough shit. And uh, until next week, my friends, uh, this has been Hardcore Kevin Brady, and I am signing off saying goodbye 
to my friend Brady and the show and Kathy. Thank you guys again for having me on. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you real soon. Happy Thanksgiving. And Happy while, Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving. And while Kevin signs off, what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick commercial break, get that out of the way. On the other side, I see we have Justin on the line, and uh looks like a couple other callers as well. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And we'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Sometimes the world is perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just... Get a feeling like you need some kind of change. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be sure to check us out on VOCNation.com as well as all your favorite podcast platforms. And uh, (laughs) there's a lot of great stuff on VOC Nation, so be sure to check it out. Give us a search. Uh, We got the Maestro. We got Rock and Roll Union. We've got uh, just all this great stuff just kind of popping around. I, I forgot to mention, Stro. We actually have a brand new sponsor for our live feed, and it is uh, our good friend, Dr. John Stamey, Pro oh, Wrestling wow. Interviews, Scary Cast, all that jazz. Uh, this guy is the new sponsor. He's taking out ad space, Stro, so we'll be hearing a little bit from them in the next uh, in the next couple weeks as well. So it's great right. to uh, it's great to be back in. Well, I almost said back in bed with those guys. That isn't quite how I meant it, but it is great to uh it is great to be casually seeing those guys again. Uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. They're they're a good guy. They are a good group of guys. And you can actually right now you can go to their uh blog talk page. It's blogtalk.com backslash comic con stars, which I believe that that's not even the name of their show anymore, but that's uh that that's the name of their their uh, address on Blog Talk. So blogtalk.com backslash comic con stars to check out Scary Cast and Pro Wrestling Interviews and, and Pop Culture Stars and all the all the great content that they continue to throw up at us each and every week. It's uh it's just truly tr- they were longtime, you know, partners of the VOC Nation, so it's kinda good to be back with them as well. Uh, we also have a caller, Stro, and I'm going to jump right in with him. Uh, we have uh, Justin returning once again. What's going on, Justin? Hey, How you doing, brother? Up, guys? Uh, I can't I can't complain. Can you hear me? Did you hear? Yeah, I, I did. You know, I, I don't know if you saw, but Seth Rollins got attacked on Raw yeah, by I, a yeah, crazy I saw, fan. I, did I saw did you have the same thought that I did when you heard that? I I saw, I saw, I saw, I didn't see it when it was on, I didn't see it on Raw, but I went on my TikTok. I went on TikTok just to yeah. see what happened. These guys, TikTok. these guys are like, these guys are posting this video and it's going viral. And I'm like, I'm yeah, like, it's I'm, like you, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, and just like, I just, I, I'm following MVP, 305 MVP from wrestling and all that. And I'm, and it says he says if you if you jump the barrier, the you head. suffer. Bumper. And that's and that's and that's and that's what and that's what I'm saying. If you're stupid enough to jump the barrier, then you should then you should be man enough or woman enough to suffer the consequences. Like, on my egg. It, it's 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 like it's like it's like 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 it's 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 beyond stupid. It's like it's like me. It's like me going to an indie show. Not saying that I would do it, and I see Strode walking back, and I and I jump and I jump the barrier, and me and Strode and I and I push Strode around. I know I'm gonna get my ass kicked, so why would I why would I do that? And you're gonna get that's thrown an out. Indie show. Be... I, I'm doing it on television like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't, you, you don't do that. You don't do that at any show. It, it's stupid. I, you know, I, at the first thought I heard, I I really thought that one of our listeners in particular. Was going there for Seth Rollins. That was my first thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know we got some of them that like to pretend to be other people. I'm not naming any names. 
I don't know, Justin. Justin, we're talking it's, about Survivor Series this week. Did you have a favorite Survivor Series moment from the past? Um, I would say I would say just I would say just like the other co-hosts. Uh, my favorite, my favorite of my favorite of all time is Randy Orton. He's he's uh on five. Man, I mean, I, I mean, I I I I've always liked Randy Orton. And, uh, really? He's he's I've al- I've always liked Randy. He's a, he's a, he's a good he's a good. I don't good, think uh, Randy's family has always liked Randy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing I like one thing I like about Randy his personality and, mm-hmm. his, and his wrestling and his wrestling psychology. He's he's smart. He, that guy he's smart in the ring. And it's like what do you like, like about his personality? Like, some, like sometimes in an interview he can be so blunt he can be like, like, like he he can be basically blunt with you or he'll just tell you like right off mm-hmm. right off the bat or like real blunt and he and and he just sticks right to the uh, script. Basically, and then and then like when I I saw when I saw that he was doing his tattoos and all that, his skull tattoos. It wasn't him that inspired me in getting them, but uh, but it was part of Randy. That's why I, I like I like skull tattoos as well, and I've always been a fan of it. And but it's more of a personal reason too. If Randy got a face tattoo, would you get one of those? No, 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 no. I, no, I was inspired by I was inspired by his tattoos, but I like Mike Tyson a little bit. Like my, what if like, he had his like tongue whole... split like the snake guy? Nah. I think you should do that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story about my tattoos, which I don't tell anybody about. I'll tell you, Stro, and the other. Well, now guys. you're telling a lot of people. Yeah. That's that was fine. It's cool. I'm not worrying about it. Yeah. It's okay. Basically, when I basically when I was born, I had bacterial meningitis. I had. I they said I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk or talk. I wouldn't be functional like a normal human being because I had bacterial meningitis. And look at you now. I had uh, all these learning, all these learning issues growing up, and I still have them. And like basically, when I was just, I, I, I almost died. I almost died. So, so later on in life, I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? I figure, I figure for, I figure for a second chance, I'm gonna put schools on me because it's like, it, it, it's a, it's kind of a rebirth. That's why, that's why I wear my, I wear my schools priority. Schools are a rebirth. Yeah, well, that's, that's like what they mean. or something. I mean, I mean, I'm not a big bird. Like, I don't get skulls are like, like the end. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's a sign of a rebirth of like how you look at it. There's like different meanings in it behind it. So that's the meaning. I, that's the meaning I, I have mine for. It's a rebirth. And it's a, okay. Okay. It's to me. To me, to me, it's a. To me, it's like a sign that a rebirth. A guy gave me a second chance, and I'm not going to take it for granted. So. Just who I am. But it's all good. Uh, so we were talking earlier. I don't know if, how much you were listening, but uh, we were making Survivor our own series. Survivor Series teams. Yeah. I, 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 Survivor and Series. We all created our own Survivor Series teams with a, a main event or a mid-card guy, a woman, and a tag team. Uh, do you have a Survivor Series team that you created for us? I would say... Steve Austin. I okay, would definitely he's the captain, say, obviously. I was uh, Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, you need a mid-carder. Who, right? You need a mid-carder. Who? 
who would I have as a mid-carder? I would say maybe Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, as, like someone like him. As the mid-carder? Uh, okay. Like I, like, I mean, when he was in WWE, when he was going for the IC yeah. title and all those titles and okay. that. Okay. What about um, a woman? You need a woman. Who would I go as a woman? I, I would say I would say I would go with Charlotte Flair. I mean, she she is dumb. Charlotte? I do like her. She, she, she's pretty interesting. Okay. And uh, you need a uh, tag team. A tag team. Would I be able to split that up, or would I be able to say one tag team in in particular if I could? We're we're going with traditional tag teams. Traditional tag teams. I would say yeah. I would say I would say the Road Warriors. Have to be I mean, I mean, I mean I would say the well, Road, Road Warriors were already taken. Can you uh, add somebody Road, else? Okay. Um, I would say possibly the Young Bucks because they, they possibly would be my second okay. choice. That's a good one. Now, yeah, so it's not for so your team, but but yeah. but but my if I had a secondary pick for Steve Austin or, or uh, if I had if I if I had a second pick out of Steve Austin and Kenny Omega, I, I would take Kenny Omega as my captain though. So you're getting think, rid of Steve Austin? No, I was, I was saying, I was saying, I was saying, if I, I was saying, if I could, if I could have like a secondary team, it would be uh, Kenny Omega yeah. along, along with the, t- along can't. with the team I just, along I just mentioned. But, but, I'll, okay. but I'll go with us. Uh, I'll go you. with Austin this this year. There you go. And then we'll call them the, uh, then, we'll call them the Rattlesnakes. The Rattlesnake Crew. <laughs> Stone's Rattlesnake Crew. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Daniel Bryan, Charlotte, and the Young Bucks. That's quite the team. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's certainly better than my team. I thought your team was pretty interesting as well. You had a good pick as well. Yeah, well, we're going with the supernatural element, you know? What was was Stroh's team? I, I, I heard briefly of it. Stroh's team was Kurt Angle, Rick Rude, Medusa, and then Williams and Gordy as his tag team. Oh, he, oh, he went old school. I like that. He went shooter. He went shooter. He went re- He went really old school with that. Now imagine yeah. if you could. Uh, ma- imagine if you could put that in, if you, like all the teams that we just mentioned, put it into like a uh, WWE 2K or whatever. Actually, have a simulation mm-hmm. of it. Uh, put it, put it in a simulation. That'd be pretty interesting. Uh, for sure, man. Layer. For sure. Did Did, did you have anything else? Because I want to get to some of the other callers. Um, I thought wrestling. I thought the wrestling show was was pretty good. It It wasn't that. Wasn't that. It was interesting. What Survivor Series? It was good. It was good, but I okay. but it wasn't okay. like I was expecting. And, and you're uh, not the kind of guy you should be doing a review for them, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I probably would have given them like a four out of ten, but uh, I just I just tend to. Well, you described it as pretty good. That's usually like eight. I mean, uh, pretty good for me. I would pretty good is like a low in my book, but I would say really, really awesome would have been. The uh, AEW show that was the last AEW show that was pretty good. That was awesome. I don't know if you saw that pay per view or not, but that was really good. 
Did you see that one? I did, brother. I did. I saw it. It was good. What did you? What it was did you good. It was, it was actually great. I would give it a three out of ten. I'd give it a. I give it about an eight no, out of ten. No, I, I, I give it about a six or a seven. Oh. It was pretty good. Six out of seven. What about you, sir? Did yeah. you see it? Six or seven. Yeah, and I'll give you a quick update on my knee. It's getting better slowly oh, good. but surely. Uh, Can get I get a percentage eye. like Randy Orton used to do? Like I'm now at 72%? I would say it's at 65, 60 right now. 65. I see my 65. About 60, about 60, 65. I just got to go see my uh, 60, doctor. Got to go see my doctor to see what he says. And Who might disagree me. with Not you? The 30th or so. Hopefully. I got you. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully you have a good the, Thanksgiving. Hopefully they put the food near your your hobbled ass so you don't have to crawl too far. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, hopefully I mean, you start to feel I mean, better. I mean, if they, I mean, if they do put the food by me, I'll take my phone out of my pocket. I'll do a selfie video. I'll say, Brady, I'm crawling for my, I'm crawling for my turkey. Come on, man, look at me, help me, yeah, Brady. Yeah. 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 It was good talking to you guys. Enough to give hey, me the hey, runs. Hey, it was great hey, to talk to you as well, man. And hey, maybe you can maybe you can bring me back onto the show later if you have time. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll see what we can do. All right, Hang bro. on there, just thank in you case. For, thank you, thank you for having me on. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Stro, Derek, you too, and brother. the other co-host. You too. Thank you, buddy. Love you, man. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, love you too. All right. All right. Cool. All right, Joe. Let's uh, let's go to uh, Virginia. Actually, we got Steve. How far on, Steve? How you doing, brother? Yeah. Been a couple. Been a hot minute. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just listening in. Um, yeah, was listening. Uh, it's uh, pretty cool that there's going to be some um, ads for the uh, Comic Con Stars uh, Network. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, there are new partners. Yeah. I miss those going, guys. Uh, I do. You know, if it wasn't for that, like, exclusive contract, we would have had them forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, so. um, I've been co-hosting on the Sunday show, and it's pretty fun talking to uh, seasoned and newer wrestlers. And, uh, is that, last Sunday is that we pro talking. wrestling interviews? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, uh, cool. we're talking to somebody that knew actually from uh, high school. I went to uh, Urban Legend. He's uh, just recently on AEW Dark, so it's pretty kind of it was cool to get someone on I knew that you know just got a recent opportunity with them and um, kind of catch cool. up and tell his story. But um, speaking of um, speaking of AEW, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but Tay Conti. Is actually separated from her husband now. I did not to know the that. delight of um, many fans. <laughs> yeah, um, I was at the uh, Norfolk event this past Wednesday. Yeah, yeah she was uh, working with uh, Anna J, I believe. Yeah, sure. yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Did yeah, you have was, any uh, thoughts? I, we were talking about Seth well, Rollins earlier getting jumped. Um, and my first thought was it's got to be one of these callers, and in particular one who likes to pretend to be other people. Uh, did, did, uh, <laughs> did you have any thoughts on that, on Seth Rollins? Uh, I saw he did he did employ the uh, the front face lock. 
to keep himself safe. Yeah, I saw. Um, I was watching. I, I had the TV on because I was off, and um, I saw them cut away from it. I saw. I saw the uh, jump happen, like in camera view, and then they almost acknowledged it, but then they had to cut away and ignore it for a little bit. And then um, yeah. I saw the videos afterwards, and yeah, I think Seth did what he the best he could do in the situation because he got blindsided and. There's so many keyboard warriors online. Like I'm just seeing the worst takes I've ever seen on Facebook. It's unbelievable. But yeah, I think he could have held him in that front face lock, and uh, he looked like he was getting some kicks in as uh, the attacker was being pulled away. But I saw more info on him, and I, I think the guy was just messed up. Like he said, there's a uh, post about him being. Um, ripped off by, like, a fake account. I think the guy just needs help. And it's just, unfortunately... He did it for the rock. He did it for the people. Yeah, Yeah, he did it for the bloodline. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. uh, I'm just glad Seth wasn't concussed or seriously hurt. But, um... Yeah, it could have been a lot worse, for sure. I... Did, um, the first thing I thought, obviously, yeah, I, yeah, good. Sorry, um, it seems okay. like most of the fans that jump the rail are usually handicapped. So that was like, so and then when you see more contact on who it was, like, but yeah, this guy's just messed up, and it just went bad. Oh, for sure. But uh, what were we gonna say? No, no, I was just gonna say that uh, obviously this past weekend was Survivor Series, which has a huge tradition with WWE going back um, a number of years now. I think uh, 35 or 34, something like that. Uh, did you have, first of all, did you have a favorite Survivor Series moment or memory? Because we've been talking that tonight. Yeah, uh, I was glad I listened a little bit to Justin's call. Uh, I called in late because I'm working, but uh, yeah. Um, right. Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series 90, and then um, I used to watch Elimination Chamber 02 uh, Survivor Series, and that was a big moment for Shawn Michaels, and I really like uh, seeing, I think RVD and Kane were in that chamber match too, and RVD kind of like doing these really cool, um, like he did a, he like caught himself on the chain link wall, and uh mm-hmm as he was doing a jump, and then Kane, you know, being involved, like, just that roster in the early 2000s, I really liked, and I used to watch it on DVD, so that was a favorite moment, obviously, Undertaker's had some good moments there with his debut, and even winning the title yeah. the year after, and then I was looking up, uh, like, a list, and, uh, obviously, once screw job happened, but Bob Backlund won the world title in 94, so that's pretty 94, cool. yep. yep. Thanks for Ellen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he threw in the towel. Owen threw in the towel for Brett. Or he, no, I'm sorry, he made Martha throw in the towel is what happened. He convinced her that he really needed to, that she really needed to. Um, you mentioned that Elimination Chamber match, and I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that was the one where RVD jumped from the top of the pod and he caught himself across. I think his like his knee hit like Triple H's throat. Yeah. And he he collapsed his windpipe, I believe. And they had to do like a tracheotomy to save him. 
Yeah, that was um, sure not pleasant for Triple H, but yeah, like um, that was definitely a memorable match. Like obviously with Shawn Michaels winning and just the guys involved, they really liked it. That was a cool match, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Steve, the other thing we're doing in honor of Survivor Series, uh, and I don't know how much you were listening earlier, but we're drafting our own Survivor Series teams, and and obviously everybody can only be taken once, so you're a little bit uh, handicapped in that regard. Uh, but the concept is a, uh, a a captain who's a main eventer, a mid-carder, a woman, and an established tag team. Would you be able to throw together a uh, Survivor Series team for us? Yeah, I was coming up with one kind of like uh, just off my head. Uh, Undertaker probably is captain. Um, I, I have Kane. the Undertaker, unfortunately. Okay. Can you come up um, with a different captain? Uh, let me just list the other members, and then I can come up with another captain. Do, do you want me to go through the other teams? Would that be helpful? Yeah, that might be helpful. Okay, so we have uh, – so Kevin, Kevin's team is Randy Orton, Mr. Perfect, Natalia, and the Road Warriors. Team Stroh is Kurt Angle, Rick Rude, Medusa, and Williams and Gordy. Kathy's team is Ric Flair, Terry Taylor, Sherry, and then um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Uh, Justin's team, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Daniel Bryan, Charlotte, and the Young Bucks. And then Steve, of course, I went for the cartoonish team, because you know me. Uh, the Undertaker, Papa Shango, Alexa Bliss, and the Oddities. Okay, um... It just it depends on what I want, but like uh, I thought, Captain maybe Alistair Black, but um, let's see here. Yeah, we can do we can do Alistair Black, and then have uh, uh, I was gonna put Kane in there, but let's put Jake Roberts in there, Bray Wyatt. That's a good one. Lou Carper and uh, Eric uh-huh. Rowan. Nice. So you need you need a main eventer, a mid carder who I assume is Jake. You need a woman. Yeah, a woman, I, the first one that came to my head was Luna Vachon, but you already picked Alexa Bliss, so it's either Luna Vachon or Victoria for me. I, since the first one I thought of was Luna. Yeah. Okay, and then you need just a straight-up tag team, so you got to pick two, Yeah. basically. Yeah. If you're um, doing Wyatt Family. Yeah, um... I was going to do Bray. I don't Bray mind being such a hard uh, ass. It's not like this is going anywhere. You're going to do Bray and Luke? Yeah, I was going to do Bray and Luke. It, it really, you could interchange that with Eric and Luke, too. Okay, Bray and Brody. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That seems like a good team. Basically, everybody but mine, sure, I think is going to run wild. <laughs> but mine's got the element of supernatural, so we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had a similar uh, mentality of the one to go dark or team. But uh, overall, other than Undertaker, I'm glad I came up with the team I did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you have anything else? Uh, if you wanted to put in a supernatural team, you have to probably pick Brood at some point. Like, I mean, our picks are already done, but like. I think mm-hmm. Edge Christian and Dan Grell would make a good team as well. 
That would work um, too, because you could do like yeah. you could do like Edge as the captain and have Gangrel and Christian. Right. Um. Not much. And Luna would be really add. good with them too. Right. Oh yeah, because Gangrel and Luna would together. Um, yeah. So yeah, lots of possibilities. Uh, I didn't watch all. Maybe of maybe throw Bam Bam in there with them. What's that? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, the beast. We're gold dust. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like Goldust, so that'd be interesting. Um, I didn't watch all of the pay-per-view this past Sunday, um, but just hearing some of the commentary after the fact was funny. Like, just Dave Meltzer, like, questioning the origins of the egg. And, like, was he, he like, made some yeah, yeah. still kind of, I was just laughing. And then, uh... It was dumb. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like the attacker on Raw was, like, more even more relevant or more trending, I guess. But, um... My mom yeah, I'm just really glad. Yeah, right on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just really glad I was able to go to the uh, AW event this past Wednesday. Uh, Dark, Dynamite, Rampage, and... Uh, that was pretty good? Big homecoming. Yeah. It was, it was I awesome. heard those were, like, really long show. tapings. Yeah, I mean... It, it was okay. Like, um, I think Rampage was not as good as Dynamite, but um, yeah, I think overall it's a fun show. And I got to see some local talent. We even saw Eric Aaliyah wrestle a tag team match that night. Okay. And uh, some other locals I know were on Dark. And uh, getting to see nice. someone here at ECE, seeing ECE in a tag team match was awesome. And then Butcher, like, that was one of my favorite moments, other than you know that Brian cool. turning and other than Brian turning and CM Punk showing up for the MGM, uh-huh. uh promo. But um, and then after the show, uh, Adam Page even like came out because CM Punk like held him up to singing for the crowd, and he like sang uh, "Country Roads" but said in Norfolk, Virginia instead of West Virginia. It was like funny, and uh, dressed up like. Uh, Malachi Black I had a friend like do some of the makeup, so it was a cool show. And uh, um, hopefully they'll come back again to North Virginia. But um, we got a show on the 28th that I might be going to in Richmond. A lot of uh, big names like Moose and uh, even Kincaid is going to be on that show. So I'm really looking nice. forward to that as well. And uh, if you talk to Moose, tell him Kathy and I said hi. Yeah, I'll try to. See if we can get to him, but um, and hopefully yeah, just, he don't punch you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, glad there's events. Uh, yeah, no, it sounds. I mean, it's good. It's good that things are happening again. I just saw the WWE's coming back to Philly, and it's like that's great. You know, I mean, it, it's good to see that things are kind of back up and running again, and, and that's that's a good thing. I think it was sorely missed. Uh, Steve, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and it was good to talk to you as always, brother. Yeah, it was uh, good to catch up and uh, try to call back another time. Please do, please do. Yeah, sorry, we're under the gun here. We're trying to get out of here soon, so I'm uh, good. Good to talk to you. Take care. So that was, uh, and that was Steve. Sure, we still got another caller. Right. You know who that is. Hmm. 
You know who that is. Bringing that, out, getting out the milk. Getting out the milk. What's going on, Rat Boy? We got the milk. We got the sweet potato pie. And we got the turkey cooking tonight. Happy Thanksgiving, is it, is everybody. Is it, is it oh, finger looking good? Finger looking good. You talk about the Survivor Series? Love it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get out my team real quick. Got to get slow yeah, down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You need Number a, one. I'll, I'll guide you here. You need a, you need a captain. You need a, a main eventer to lead your team. I've got I've to be the red and yellow guy, Hulk Hogan, buddy. Hogan? Okay. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that's a that's a good captain. He's been in a couple. And the mid carter. You need a. It's got to be you need a mid carter. It's got to be my my good friend, my buddy, that passed away. Got to be Mister Superfly Snooker. Snooker. Oh, we're going rock and wrestling here. Oh. Okay, that's like the te- that's like the cartoon. You need a uh, you need a woman. A female. We gotta go with the we gotta go with the legendary the the ninth wonder of the world, Miss China. China, your former fiance. That's right. Uh, you know he proposed to her with a paper ring, Stro. She said yes. <laughs> right on. That's uh that's legally binding as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh you need a tag team, Rat Boy. No other team that I could think of on top of my head. I have to pick the army guys that used to come out with their arms shaking back and forth. It's got to be the bushwhackers. The <laughs> bushwhackers, nice. Yes. Tremendous. That's not a bad team. So Rap Boy's team is Hulkamania himself, Hulk Hogan, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, China, the ninth wonder of the world, and Luke and Butch. The bushwhackers. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, yay. And that's because uh, he smells like armpit. I'm only playing that way. No, come on. <laughs> no, I, had a thing of, I just came home and I heard about, the, about you you're doing this thing, and I said, let me write him down real quick. Do you have a favorite Survivor Series memory? <sighs> memory? Yes, I do. What is it? Wasn't it the government? Wasn't the government rule was Pete Rose and our son King? Um, now you're King? confusing your times. Huh? Pete Rose never came out of the egg. Oh, Pete Rose was the gobbledygooker, but that wasn't Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. The Goblin Goober and, and, and Pete Rose. Pete Rose was the Goblin Goober one year for Survivor uh, Series. I'll just say that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And then King so that's, came out. That's the only time when the government group came out around Thanksgiving. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds good. Anything that, that, yeah. The Survivor Series that, you know, I, I give it a, an 8 plus. An 8 plus. I give it an past when you eat. Huh? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There was, there was, I enjoyed it too, but not that much. I thought I thought I okay. thought we were going to see the Undertaker come back. Yeah, 
but but it was okay. Come in. That's why I gave it an A plus. Because it imagines that much. Order is good. Not that good. What did you like then? That got it an A plus. I I like it because McMahon came back in back in. Little man, you know. Okay. Because. Right. That's why it's an A-plus, because McMahon hasn't been around Survivor, you know, hasn't been on TV for mm-hmm. a while. And these are the first time you've okay. seen him since uh, COVID-19. Yeah. That, that, that was you. a big surprise right there. You know, he put yeah. up in a limo and brought out the golden egg. And last night, you know, and what's his name? Stole the egg. Who, who you know... Who was that new guy, Austin Dairy, whatever his name is, Soda Egg? How, how rude that is. That's very rude. Mm-hmm. Well, but but he got a title shot. But he got a title shot, and look what happens. Where are you going for Thanksgiving? For one thing, yesterday I took a ride down in the city, got my $1,000. I'm taking my mom and dad out for Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday. Nice. That, then, gonna, then I think I'm going to uh, spend half of that money go down to go to the casino. I don't know which one though. It could be the parks, it could be the rivers, or it could be Chester House, or it could be down in Atlantic City. I'm not sure where I'm going to go go yet. All right, brother. Well, it sounds like a little bit of a plan is kind of in the works there. Yeah. Big All right. Things, well, you know? listen. It's, happy Thanksgiving to you and your folks. It was. Great to talk to you, brother. But we're going to get out of here. Yeah. I just want to say, I'm out of here. And be all, please don't drink and drive for the holiday season because this is the only chance you got, got left right here on Thanksgiving. You know what that turkey you want. You got it, brother. And thank you so much for the call tonight. That was the uh, legendary rap boy. Stro, let's do some yeah. real quick hits if that's okay. We'll get out of here. All right. Uh, so... So Scotty Hot Scotty Too Hotty asked for his release this week. Apparently it's gonna be granted. He had been a trainer at the performance center. Oh wow. I feel like the legends are dropping. Hmm. Crazy. I guess, I guess it just happens every couple of years. Um so Tay Conti, I mentioned it earlier, AEW, very popular star. Uh not because of anything that they're doing with her, but just purely based on how pretty she is. Um right. said today that she's single. She had been wow. married to some judo fighter, and now she's single, and that's the worst thing you can say to all these weirdos who would hop the barrier in a second. <laughs> right. It yeah. really is. It really is. Uh, let's see. Randy Orton celebrated in the ring with his daughter for her birthday after Raw last night. Oh, that's cool. Another fan ejected from last night's Raw during the dark match with the Lumberjacks. Man, these fans were crazy. Yeah. Uh, during the match, a fan who was talking trash got ejected. Well, that's dumb. Okay. Uh, that's about it. Dana Brooke, congratulations to her for winning her first title in WWE. Oh, yeah, good uh, for her. Long time coming, right? right. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So I I think that's about it. It's it's kind of not a not a very um, eventful week, other than there's things that we kind of kept 
talking about there. Uh, any plans for Thanksgiving, Stro? As a sister's house, you know, that's about it. You know what I mean? Okay. Getting together with the family. Now, you're not going to tell the fans where that is, I'm guessing. Otherwise, there might be a run-in. <laughs> no, no doubt, right? <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah. So, uh... Too many run-ins as it is. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. And you don't got Becky Lynch waiting back, Steve, to uh, pounce either, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you got going on this week, man? Thanksgiving special, WWE Retro, this Thursday night. Come join us. And then the Friday night throw zone, the day the earth stood still. Let's check it out. All right, and be sure to check out theocnation.com for all the great shows that are available, both live and on demand each and every day of the week. Theocnation.com, as well as your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to go to the Patreon, subscribe, get all the behind-the-scenes features that are available. Don't forget to buy the shirts, prowrestlingtees.com backslash VOCNation. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Thank you to Co- thank you to Stro, to Cassie, to, uh, to uh, Kevin, and to uh, all of you for listening. Thank you to all the crew who couldn't make it on tonight as well. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week, I'm sure that... Um, I won't overeat too much, so we'll see how I feel next week. But uh, no, it, it'll be a good time as always. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. We'll talk to you real soon. I love you all. Bye bye.